Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. So how healthy is it if you're a boy and you're being raised by a doting mom, a mom who over the top gushes over you and I don't know. I guess it depends on your definition of doting. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, and the dictionary defines doting as extremely and uncritically fond of someone, adoring, which, I mean, it's it might be nice to be on the receiving end of that for the most part, but Danny, um, that could be unhealthy, right? Yeah, sometimes it's it's actually filling a relational need that's more spousal, hmm. so it becomes a little muddled and very confusing to... Uh, the son uh, that's that's a part of that, if we're talking specifically sons. And uh, I think the bigger question is, what perceptions are, are you creating about reality? And uh, not really good ones. Uh, you're not creating a resiliency or mm. a grit with the reality that, that our growth from a spiritual sense is one in which we're going to have some difficulty and, and difficult times. And that's our opportunity to rely wholeheartedly on a Heavenly Father where we're pointed to, to God as our sustainer, our, the person that gives us strength. And a doting mom kind of buffers that mm-hmm. and does not allow for uh, the, the, the opportunities that life can offer for a kid to grow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, let's turn a corner and continue, actually, with that stream of thought. Dr. Meg Meeker spoke with Jim Daly and me, and she said that an adoring, uncritically fond a uh, doting mom can sometimes turn a son into an idol. Meg, welcome back to Focus. Well, thanks so much for having me. Okay, we left off last time uh, with some provocative thoughts about your son Walter saying, Mom, stop trying to fix me, which I thought was great. And other provocative things that you said in there, like the war statement, you can expect a war, and you were really good at giving moms practical advice on not only anticipating the war, but how to equip yourself to do the right job as a mom during that emotional battle that you want your son to have with you. Just even framing it that way is so good that expect it, it's going to come, and it's important for him in developing his masculinity to separate from you. You know, Meg, let me ask you this question uh, right at the top here, because we always want to be on the biblical perspective on this. So as you read scripture, as a pediatrician, as the woman who wrote this book, Strong Mothers, Strong Sons, what is that biblical perspective when it comes to motherhood? You know, you look at some of these stories in the Bible, like Jacob and Esau. So mom aligns with Jacob. Hey, do this. Put on some hairy goat skin and go into your dad. He doesn't see very well. Let him think you're Esau, so he'll give you the firstborn blessing. I mean, there are some bizarre mother-son oh, yeah. relationships in Scripture. But w- w- how do you see that part of it, the faith element, God's design for a mom and for her son? I think if we keep the order of family right, we won't go wrong. And mothers align with their sons to try to pull away from the dad. When you have a mother who's aligning with her son, she's really undermining the dad in the family. Mm. So what happens is the order in the family may go something like this. God, mom and kids, dad. And that's not way it's supposed to be. And we make our relationships with our kids, mothers particularly with their sons, an idol. Oof. And that's, this is this is going to cut to the core of. But some it's important. Moms. It has to be. So set. how should it go? It should go. God, mom, and dad, 
and then kids. And kids fit into the family structure. Kids don't become the center of the family structure because when they do that and kids are an idol, it feels very natural for one parent to move in and align themselves with that idol. Mm-hmm. Because it feels good. It looks good. We look like good mothers who are standing up for our kids and fighting for our kids because we want them to be so successful. Right. And I'm thinking of the marital conflict that occurs because of this as well. I mean, this is a, a, a core source of conflict in marriages because moms will perceive dads are not as connect. You're not as concerned. You're not participating the way I think you should. Now we're really stepping on toes. But I mean, there is a spiritual lesson in all this because somewhere God needs to be in control. Yes. And you need to recognize that not to give you a pass, but to allow you to carry a burden that should be relatively light. How do you get there, though, mom? (laughs) I think it's really important to, first of all, sort of sit down and look at the dynamics of your relationship. If you're a person who feels that your kids need you and you need to be needed, and that'll go off in your gut because even though you know it, it really doesn't feel that good because you feel so heavy every day, so burdened, and you go to bed going, what did I not do because I needed to do it because my family needs me to do that? Well, that's not really true. There are only a few things we need to do during the day, and we can let God sort of fill in the holes. And how much freedom is that to raise kids and just think about the big stuff, not the little stuff? But how does a mom who's stressing and not sleeping at night because she's so worried about these things, how does she disconnect from that pattern and, and find peace, which is what God's heart is for her, that she's not having to lose sleep about these things. It's easy to say and difficult to do. It's very hard to do. And I think the best place to start is biblically. We spend time in prayer. And with great courage, we come to the Lord and say, okay, Lord, will you show me places in my parenting that may not be healthy. He will. Yeah, that's good right there. And will you send people in my life and maybe even my husband to gently point out where I'm crossing the line with my kids? Well, Danny, Dr. Meeker told Jim that a mom can ask God to bring people into her life to point out where she may be crossing the line. Um, That may not go over so well. We do not like to have people criticize us for things we've done, especially in the realm of the family, in terms of our, our husband-wife relationships and our parenting. Yes, John, the the hard part is is that parenting challenges our sense of control, our sense of competence. Uh, there's a challenge to our ego. There are a lot of things, a lot of sensitivities a lot on that the go along with, yeah. with parenting, and it creates a lot of stress for us as parents. So when another parent uh, does not know the the bigger picture or other people that don't know us well as parents uh, criticize in the moment. The bigger question is how is that helpful to the moment? And some parents are reacting to that. And mm. uh, as, as a parent receiving some of that, uh, it, and I've had that before where I've been criticized uh, either by my mom, my mother-in-law, someone else. In the moment, you have to figure out is there some truth to this? And why am I being defensive? 
because we all have room to grow. Yeah. Everyone does. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a transformation, an opportunity for transformation, not only for kids but for parents. And we're bringing with us experiences and relationships from the past that weren't necessarily the healthiest. And we may be trying to fill some gaps there, or we have some patterns that just are are very unhealthy, and yeah. we, they need to be exposed. So, yeah, it's natural to uh, to be defensive. Let's really be encouraging as much as we can of one another's parents, because the, the the job is tough. It's tiring. And uh, encouragement can go further than criticism. Yeah, speaking of, just bring up that stat you you referred to a few episodes ago about parents who think kids are a great joy, but then they're really hard. I mean, what was that stat? Yeah, 9 out of 10 shared that children are the joy of their life, and 7 out of 10 said this is the hardest thing they've ever taken on. So in the hardest thing you've ever done— uh, give some grace, give some encouragement, look around and and c- just confirm to some parent you know that yeah, actually I love your kid. I love this about your kid. Good job. Just a little you know high five way to go can go a long way. Yeah, and John, you know what? As a parent if you see something that could be helpful in your church or your school, mm-hmm. form a group where you guys can support one another and learn together. Yeah instead of needing to criticize each other. I appreciate that. Well, you're going to find more encouragement and information about uh, parenting in Dr. Meeker's book, Strong Mothers, Strong Sons. And we'd certainly be happy to send a copy of that to you when you make a generous donation of any amount to focus on the family. Um, if you can, please consider becoming a sustainer, a monthly pledger to the ministry. Uh, if not, we understand. Uh, make a one-time gift. Uh, it's all good. We so appreciate any generosity on your part. Um, we'll say thanks by sending Strong Mothers, Strong Sons. Details are in the episode notes. We also have a new free resource to help moms and sons called Recognizing Your Son's Need for Respect. And that features author and international speaker Dr. Emerson Egerich. And the link to that is in the show notes as well. Next time, what a kid reaps, so shall he sow. And we'll hear from Drs. Henry Cloud and John Townsend. I'm John Fuller on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team here. Thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.